This is The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Good morning, it's John Moore. This is The Breakfast Wrap for Tuesday, June 6th. The weather forecast for today, sunny, but it's going to be a little bit on the smoky side and a high of 24 degrees. Here are the five things you need to know. Number one, Rogers proposing a deal to bring cell phone service to the TTC. Number two, Corrections Canada tries to explain the Bernardo transfer. Number three, feds pony up cash for pride. Number four, surprise, surprise, you can't afford a house. And number five, Apple opens the door to cussing. The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Well, hello. Welcome to your Tuesday morning. 5.08 is the time. I have to say, perhaps I felt a little indulgent yesterday, but it was a lot of fun to do my birthday and to spend the day getting phone calls and text messages and greetings from people like you, which was lovely. And then we went off to one of my favorite places, which is a canoe restaurant, what, 55th? floor of the TD Tower. You just sit there and you watch the sun go down, although boy, was it ever smoky last night. And you watch the planes coming and going at the island airport. And what an amazing surprise where uh, Mikey and I sat down and they said there was going to be a third person. And I thought, okay, who's this going to be? And it was my friend Barry from Montreal, who uh, longtime listeners will know is uh, has been We've been friends for like 30 years, and he lives in Montreal. So for him to turn up as a surprise guest at dinner was beyond touching. And it was not a particularly significant birthday. So, you know, there was no, you know, friends of mine lately have been turning 60 and 50. Uh, But for me, no big deal. And, hey, uh, congratulations to Brad Bradford, would-be mayor of Toronto, and his wife. They... Uh, Brought a new baby girl into the world yesterday, and I think June 5th is a fine, fine birthday. And I think, if I understand, because, I mean, honestly, the messages were coming so fast and furious yesterday, but I think Chris Lewis was uh, noting on social media that yesterday was his birthday as well. So uh, if that is the case, good morning, Chris, and uh, happy birthday. All right, so let's start digging into the day's big stories. One of them would be that... 2012 is when the TTC signed a deal with an organization and the intention was that they were going to bring cell phone service to the subway system. And then as it turned out, other cell phone providers were not all that excited about the idea of signing on and having to piggyback and uh, pay money to another company in order to allow their clients to have cell phone service on the TTC. Um, we're also told by, you know, and it's always, we have to disclose, like you don't know that, uh, our owners are Bell Media. So, um, you know, we're owned by a cell phone, a major cell phone provider. There was some question about what the quality of cell phone service might be if the major providers signed on t- with this company. So ultimately ended up being wind, which is now another company. Um, Anyway, so owing to the fact 
that ultimately Rogers bought the company that has the license to provide cell phone service. The big question was, okay, when is this going to lead to everybody having access? And Rogers now says it has a, quote, framework aimed at reaching agreements with other carriers regarding the terms under which its competitors will be able to provide access to wireless services in Toronto's subway system. It's kind of a mixed blessing. Um, I mean, certainly I, I'm one of those people, I get on at St. Clair and then you pop out, right, at uh, Summerhill, all of a sudden you're outdoors and everybody whips out their cell phone and starts downloading stuff and texting and doing all kinds of other things. And then, boom, you're back in as you're going south to the major tunnel system, um, which you will not emerge from until you get to Eglinton West. So, like I said, mixed blessing because you're going to have connectivity. You'll be able to surf. You'll be able to text. You'll be able to, maybe you're on your way to work or maybe you're on your way home. You'll be able to process all kinds of stuff from the office. But at the same time, you're going to have to listen to people obnoxiously having conversations on their cell phones when you're, you know, in the tunnel where normally you would have a degree of uh, not solitude necessarily, but quietness. Um, I always find, for whatever reason, that when people are on cell phones in public, they talk twice as loud as they would talk to somebody who's actually sitting at a table or, or next to them. And then the most obnoxious thing, which I guess is, you know, our future all to be shared, is people doing FaceTime. And so you have to listen to the crackle of somebody else on the other end of the call that they are on. But anyway, it does appear that Bell Telus Quebec or customers will soon be able to communicate um, in, in the tunnels. Meanwhile, the fallout, and I, I, this is going to rage for a while, I think. The fallout from Paul Bernardo being transferred to a medium security prison continues. And Corrections Canada, I, I have to say, you know, salutations. Um, it's an extraordinarily well-written explanation of what happened and why. But still, for the most part, I mean, you know, Throw in Nick number 21, Paul Calandra, um, joining the chorus of people, including the Premier of Ontario, in saying that Paul Bernardo should have been locked up, throw away the key, no, you know, no transfer, no other facility, just, you know, 23 hours a day and uh, have done with it. I think uh, Mr. Bar Bernardo should rot in hell, and until that day comes, he should rot in a jail cell. Uh, and uh, uh, it should be in a maximum security pen uh, prison, and he should be alone uh, uh, until the day that he goes and meets his maker, uh, uh, which is straight to hell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, even people who do not support the death penalty kind of favor the idea of Paul Bernardo having been executed. 
Uh, Corrections Canada saying, the Correctional Service of Canada takes its work very seriously. Decisions are taken with the utmost care for public safety and victims' rights and follow the rule of law. First, we want to acknowledge that our decisions have an impact on victims. Those were horrific crimes and we regret any pain and concern this has caused. We want to assure Canadians that this offender continues to be incarcerated in a secure and controlled institution with every precaution in place to maintain public safety. At the very least, it would seem that the facility Paul Bernardo was transferred to in Quebec specializes in sexual criminals. So at the very least, they have A, secure methods, and B, I guess, you know, whatever therapy or uh, remediation is offered to sexual criminals. But I think for most people, the concern is that he may enjoy any new degree of liberty that most people feel he does not deserve. You're listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Okay, there's always in the five things you need to know, I'm sure people go, wait a minute, I, I need to know more about that particular topic. So when it comes to the Apple topic, you may know that um, if you try to use a certain expletive in text on Apple, it corrects it to duck or ducking. And why, I don't know. I mean, I have to say, and I'd love to hear from you about this one. I find a lot of autocorrect to be passive aggressive. Like if you um, exchange to, you, you get two letters in the wrong order in a word. And then Spellcheck offers you like six options, none of which are the word you're looking for. It's like, and, and some of which are arcane and bizarre words. I will never understand that. And certainly, if, if I want to cuss in a text, then I would like to be permitted to cuss. I don't need to be corrected. Thank you very much. So apparently, they are tweaking the algorithm or whatever you might call it, and you will now be able to cuss. Which reminds me, incidentally, of our, our former boss now. And I once got the most expletive-laden, incredible, flaming text. And I thought, and it was out of nowhere. I mean, I'm sitting at home reading, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to come there and blah, 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 blah. And so I wrote back and I said, is this for me? And he answered back, oh, sorry, LOL. So I thought, okay, but who was it for? Like, who? <laughs> um, but anyway, that's uh, the intricacies of uh, administering things within a major corporation. So uh, as the headline goes, I love this headline, about ducking time, Apple to tweak iPhone autocorrection function. So now you are perfectly free to cuss all you want. So... Pride Toronto is getting a bailout. Organizers of Toronto's Pride festivities say they likely won't slash programming now after the federal government announced $1.5 million in emergency funding for Pride festivals across Canada. Uh, Marcy Ian, yesterday, Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, made the announcement. That brings us why we're all here today to make it absolutely crystal clear that our government will not stand by while hate and violence seek to reverse decades of progress. 
which is why I'm announcing support for Fierte Canada Pride to immediately create an emergency fund for increased safety and security at Pride festivals right across Canada. Meanwhile, the head of Pride, Joe Cristiano, was this on the, on the rush yesterday? That uh, It was. All right. The head of Pride, Sherwin Modess, uh, said that now they're getting ready to gear up and throw the party. So we're excited. We promised Toronto, we promised the world that we're going to continue to deliver on the best, uh, the biggest and best festival and guarantee you it is going to be happening. Okay. And worth noting, because there's some people squawking at me via text, because I think you would hate pride no matter what. But the idea that pride is costing you money. Okay. Pride generates six in Toronto alone, generates $600 million in income for restaurants, hotels, airlines, beer companies, retailers. People pour into Toronto from elsewhere and they spend money, $600 million. In terms of tax income, most of it being sales tax, uh, but probably hotel room tax, uh, all of those incredible, the shopping list of charges if you fly, uh, it generates $200 million in tax income. And then people will say, well, why can't Pride pay its own bills if it generates that much money? Because the money doesn't go to Pride. The only way that Pride gets money is through sponsorships, through that when they march the Pride flag down Young Street and people throw loonies and toonies onto it, and the occasional government grant. But the crazy thing is they throw this great big party and all of the money, almost all of the money goes to private corporations. So the fact that the feds are throwing a little bit of money on the table when they're going to collect sales, you know, HST up the wazoo, it kind of all makes sense. Subscribe today and always hear the latest episode of The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Always funny to get a text from somebody who's listening who is a friend of the show, Sean Shapiro, the TikTok traffic cop, who you will hear on Jerry Agar's show, texted on the subject of Apple making it possible for you to actually cuss in text and not be autocorrected to a silly nonsense word. And uh, he said, Surrey gets many things wrong, but it clearly understands my cussing. Okay, I've never tried cussing at Surrey. But um, I commented back to Sean that I only realize how much, and this would probably surprise everybody because here I am on the radio, and of course, we never cuss on the radio. We did at one point have a boss who said we should use the S word, and he used it a few times um, on the air, but it just, it's not something I'm going to do. So I don't cuss on the radio, obviously, but um, in my private time, I'm a bit of a potty mouth, I have to admit. And I always realize that when I'm around my six-year-old niece. And I realize how frequently I'm dropping the F-bomb in front of a six-year-old. And then she starts autocorrecting you. Yes. Uh, although Robert Turner tells a very funny story about how years ago, I think his kid was like three or something, sitting in a baby seat in the back seat of the car, and he got cut off in traffic. 
And the kid says, in full, a-hole. <laughs> um, yeah, they're listening. They hear it. And they, they repeat it. But you remember what that was like, right? I mean, actually, I always remember George Carlin observing that his mother, and my mother was exactly the same way, would cuss. And then she'd cuss over having cussed. Like she'd stub her foot on the vacuum cleaner and say, oh, F. And then she'd go, oh, F. <laughs> okay. So um, I guess the big story today, on a day where, you know, we're not exactly teeming with dramatic news, but this very much affects you, your lifestyle, and how you're going to conduct yourself. Uh, the big story of the day would be that uh, apparently Rogers is coming up with a formula to provide wireless access to all the other companies on the TTC. And of course, I'm guessing that's just a pitch from Rogers. I'm not sure if they've already phoned everybody here at Bell and said, hey, here's the deal. What do you think? Um, so we'll find out with time whether or not this is going to satisfy the other providers. I have to imagine, I mean, I don't know how corporations work, but it, it must be a bit galling. You know, Rogers and Bell are the two biggest providers in Canada. And then there's this aspect of people who cross from one company to the other. And so you try to hold on to your clientele and you try and poach clientele from other companies. But it must be a bit galling when one company gets access to something like the TTC and then all the other companies have to pay them for the access that they will enjoy. Um, but anyway, it's been since 2012 that we've had cell phone service on the TTC and almost nobody's had access to it owing to a bit of a spat between all the cell phone providers. And uh, now it would seem, thanks to Rogers having bought out the company, providing cell phone service uh, that we're going to eventually negotiate our way in. And again, you know, I was saying in the first half hour, it's a mixed blessing. I look forward to being able to surf the net when I'm on the TTC. And I look forward to, if I have to, being able to place a call but I'm not looking forward to listening to everybody else's cell phone conversations. I always remember Peter Robinson, God bless him, uh, Canadian mystery writer, an absolutely wonderful, wonderful man. And uh, he passed away recently from cancer, leaving behind one last book, which I think was released a couple of weeks ago. But he observed that the conversations you overhear on public transit are always of the most extraordinarily banal nature. Mostly it's people on a phone explaining that they are on public transit and when they're going to be home. And it's like, really, do you need to explain this? Does, is this information, is this really usable information or are you just sort of filling the minutes? So. Sun's coming up. I would be very curious because I don't have a perspective, a visual eyeline on the horizon. But you can let me know if smoke is a factor. It certainly seemed yesterday when I was uh, having dinner up on the 55th floor of the TD Center that as I looked east, that things were hazy. But then I couldn't determine if that was you know, a meteorological affair, or if that's because of the forest fires. But the prediction is that we are going to have a record year for forest fires. 
according to the coverage I'm looking at here, it's the result of a convergence of factors, including climate change, delivering conditions conductive to more frequent and severe wildfires, and a couple of large-scale weather patterns literally fanning the flames. And, you know, I, I always get this uh, kickback from people saying, oh, there you go about climate change again. Okay, can we just finally admit that the climate is changing? And that that is creating a situation that is conductive or conducive to more and wider fires. Meanwhile, and we're going to talk to Mike Schreiner about this on the show today. Uh, but there is some fear that because we're probably going to be heating things up through the summer, that we're not going to have enough electricity to run the air conditioning and so we could end up with power shortages. So I'll be very curious to find out from Mike Schreiner what that is going to look like. You know, because, you know, we talked about it last week on the show. There is this program where if you want, the government is not going to break into your home and take control of your thermostat. But if you would like, you can opt into a program where your thermostat is on the grid. And so when we are reaching pressure points where we don't have enough electricity, they'll be able to turn the temperature up, actually, because it's air conditioning, right? So you would turn the temperature up in your home and you would be using a a less electricity and we could try to level out the overall, the aggregate consumption of electricity. But even with that program, and we don't know how many people are going to opt into it yet, it looks like we could end up in brownout conditions. So, you know, is that going to lead to uh, power shedding? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, Mike Schreiner will be able to give us a bit of a picture. But we have a baseline of electricity, which is provided through uh, nuclear. Then we can top that up with uh, gas-powered electricity generation. And then there's the unpredictability of uh, green options. All right, time to get into what Toronto's talking about with News Talk 1010's John Moore. Good morning, John. Hope you're doing well this Tuesday and hope you had a good birthday yesterday. Yeah. I did very much so. Thank you very much. And uh, hey, Brad Bradford had a baby yesterday with his wife. So uh, June 5th John. is a great day. It <laughs> really is. It was my son's birthday. And I heard you see on the radio, Chris Lewis as well. So June 5th, along with Brian McKnight, great day to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget oh, Joe Clark and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, wow. anyway, oh yeah, up. Marky Mark as well. Mark Wahlberg, that is. Okay, let's get into it, John. So uh, Rogers Communications sending a framework for their TDC service deal to the federal industry minister now. We first started offering cell phone service on the TTC in 2012, but unfortunately it was only through one provider, and so most of us were blacked out. Now it seems with Rogers having bought the provider that they are coming to terms with all of the other people, including our company, Bell, and that we are going to have cell service on the subway. I think that's going to be a bit of a mixed blessing because we all want to be able to surf the Internet, I think, while we're on the TTC, but do we really want to listen to everybody else's conversation? Mm, Yeah, that's a great... Great point, John. Yeah, there's nothing more annoying than listening to that. Uh, okay, uh, feds, <laughs> it's true, let's be honest. Uh, let's talk about this. Federal government providing some emergency funding to pride festivals, and this is urgent. We know right here in Toronto the situation security and insurance-wise this year. The feds are ponying up $1.5 million in emergency funding to pride festivals across the country. 
It is largely unspoken, but the concern seems to be that a lot of the money is going to be going towards security because there seems to be an extra hostility these days toward uh, gay communities across North America. Uh, and anybody who wants to say, well, why is taxpayer dollars going to something like this? Pride in Toronto generates $600 million in business and $200 million in taxation. So we're going to get more than our $1.5 million back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, turning to this, John, uh, we're kind of seeing, uh, I guess, evidence of it in our air today in the GTA, but this year's wildfires are really on track to create the biggest amount of scorched area ever. Yeah, already to this point in the year, we have had more fire activity than we have had in any previous year at this point. And the prediction is owing to a combination of weather and very dry conditions that we are going to have forest fires across Canada through the summer. And as you're reporting today, I'm sure as Bill has probably been reporting, uh, smoke in the air. I don't know if we can smell Mm -hmm. it necessarily yet, Mm -hmm. but I was uh, in a skyscraper yesterday at sunset and you could definitely see the smoke. Oh yeah, it's evident. We had a live shot just a few minutes ago and you can see now the sun's come up, the smoke there. So there's no doubt about that, John. Uh, Absolutely uh, seeing the effects right here. In the meantime, a lot of parents, John, probably sitting in front of their computers, (laughs) getting their fingers ready this morning as registration for Toronto Summer Rec programs opens up and you want to get in there to make sure your kids are signed up. Kind of like back in the day when we had to get on the computer and try and score tickets for one hot concert exactly. or another. <laughs> but a lot of parents, you're right, working the keyboards this morning. Um, pretty well everything is on offer this summer. I mean, they have crocheting, gardening, hockey, singing, salsa dancing, soccer, all kinds of stuff for young people and old people. And uh, registration opens today. Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, we talked about Apple yesterday uh, on their <laughs> developer day, unveiling that kind of augmented reality headset and now they're tweaking an iPhone autocorrect function is it Mm. when you try to write a word and it changes it to duck (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is. Duck oh, it is. and ducking. And I don't know about oh. you guys, but I don't know that I've ever sent a text to somebody where I really intended to have duck or ducking. Um, but finally, you're going to be able to cuss. And I, I, again, I guess this is a bit like having cell phone service on the TTC. It's a mixed blessing because mm. I think some people are probably a little wary about cussing on text. I always say <laughs> I only realize how much I cuss in real life when I'm around my six-year-old niece. <laughs> yeah, I I can't okay. say that I'm necessarily uh, a part of the group that does not cuss or yeah, cuss here. on text. Uh, yeah. my, I would not want to show my text online. Let's, <laughs> on Let's put it that way. We'll leave it at that. And the emojis, we won't get into that either. Uh, okay, John Moore, always good to talk to you. John Moore on News Talk 1010. More in the morning, 5 to 9, Monday to Friday. Have a great one, John. That's our friends over at CP24, Jennifer Chung and Nick Dixon. In a particularly jolly mood this morning, it would seem. But uh, I guess, you know, uh, the launching or at the pivot point of uh, talking about the fact that it was my birthday yesterday, Jennifer's son's birthday yesterday, then a whole shopping list of people I saw on Twitter, but I always knew this, that it was Joe Clark's birthday. I always remember, I mean, if you believe in... Uh, star signs and stuff like that, that there's a certain destiny to whatever star sign you may be born under. (laughs) The two leading political figures who shared my birthday or were proximate to it were Joe Clark, we have the same birthday, and John Turner, whose birthday was the 7th of June. And I always thought, great, 
two of the Canadian politicians who completely flopped out at being prime minister have my birthday. That was back in the day when I thought I would like to be a politician. I don't anymore. Um, I always say it seems too much like a real job. I, I'm perfectly happy doing media and I don't need to pivot into a job where I have to spend Sunday afternoons, uh, you know, in a church basement somewhere talking to 18 people about public policy. So Joe Cristiano, I think you had some personal experience with this. Um, I've been seeing a lot of postings of photographs of how parts of Ontario Place have been shut down. And so now, especially as a cyclist, which you are every morning on your way home, um, you can't transit through Ontario Place anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Well, my experience is based on last week when I went there specifically to check out what was going on because I had heard that they closed off the West Island, which was the former theme park or whatever. Yeah. And you cannot access the West Island from the East Island, but you can if you or at least last week, you yeah. can from Lakeshore Drive. So you just have to come in from the front as opposed to going into like Trillium Park and then cutting behind the Cinesphere and then over the West Island. So you can still hit all the two of the islands because you can't hit the Cinesphere Island because that's actually under construction already for something completely different that started in October. Okay. Well, apparently access to Pebble Beach and uh, a spot where people like to watch the sunset over the water with a view toward Etobicoke remain open. Uh, but you're right. You have to sort of negotiate the whole thing. And it's a bit like, um, I like wa uh, cycling on the waterfront, but forever uh, instances of where you have to duck out and then use regular streets and then get back on the trail. It's uh, somewhat vexing. But you know, the upside of all of this is it's all part of renovations that are going to be happening to Ontario Place. And I'm going to have to do a bit of a dive on this because there seem to be a lot of question marks about what's happening at Ontario Place, whether or not we are genuinely, is it a done deal that we're moving the Science Centre there? Um, you know, the, the spa apparently is coming. And I think it's a bit of a misnomer when we say spa, because I would imagine that this new facility is going to be a lot more like Great Wolf Lodge than some sort of place where men and women are getting manny and petty. Uh, but at the same time, I hope we get it right. I remember if you are, you know, of a certain age, you would have had fabulous adventures at Ontario Place. When we were kids, my parents would dump us onto the turbo train and send us to Toronto, and we would stay with my grandma in High Park, and she would take us to Ontario Place. And I would think, this is the most magical place on earth. And then it just became this tired old wreck. And so if we're going to reinvent it, I hope we get it right. That's The Breakfast Wrap. Thanks a lot for listening. My name is John Moore. I hope we'll talk again soon. You've been listening to The Breakfast Wrap with John Moore. Don't forget to subscribe and get the latest episode from wherever you get your podcasts. And listen weekday mornings from 5 to 9 on News Talk 1010.